BetMGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at BetMGM. Simply download the BetMGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same-game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get 150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager. Only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms, 21 plus only. Virginia only, new customer offer subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. An epic matchup between your two favorite teams, and you're at the game getting the most from what it means to be here with American Express. You breeze through the card member entrance, stop by the lounge. Now it's almost tip-off, and everyone's already on their feet. This is going to be good. That's the powerful backing of American Express. See how to elevate your live sports experience at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Eligible American Express card required. Benefits vary by card and by venue. Terms apply. Looking for hair removal tools that not only deliver smooth results, but also make you feel totally in control? Enter Conair Girlbomb. They're like your secret weapons for smooth, sleek results. Made just for us. From the ultimate Girlbomb grip to the professional-grade blades, say goodbye to settling for less. With Conair Girlbomb, you get the precision and power that used to only be exclusive to men's tools. So take your hair removal routine to the next level with Conair Girlbomb. Available at Walgreens. Welcome to This League Uncut. In the world of 24-hour NBA news, this news, you lose. Chris Haynes, it's go time. Mark Stein, it's showtime. Boom shakalaka. This league uncut is underway and on fire. This should be a good one. Friends, thank you for joining us for another edition of This League Uncut. Mark Stein here with Chris Haynes recording on a Sunday night. This will drop by the time you get this, by the time you're listening. It'll be Monday, game day, game five of the NBA Finals, back to Denver. Nuggets lead 3-1 on the brink of the first championship in franchise history. They didn't win one in their ABA days. They haven't won one in 46 seasons as an NBA franchise. Chris Haynes back himself from Miami after seeing the Nuggets sweep those two games on the road in person. He will not be at game five, but he is here with us. Mr. Haynes, this is the 37th time in finals history. 37 times that a team has gone up 3-1. Of the previous 36, there has only been one comeback from 3-1 down. We were both there. You remember it well. Cleveland, while you were spying for the Cavs, comes (laughs) back to win game five, game six, game seven, to stun the 73-win Golden State Warriors, and I will still say that 73-win season 
It's one of the five craziest, most incredible things I've ever seen covering this league. I know they didn't win the championship, but a 24-0 start, winning the 73 games, that whole ride is something that I really don't think will ever be duplicated again. And even though the 3-1 gets thrown in their face all the time as this massive failure and, you know, it's it's one of the few lasting criticisms of the Warriors, I still say that those achievements were historic, unforgettable. But that's a tangent for another day. I guess this is my roundabout, long-winded way, Chris, of asking you, can the Heat become just the second team in 37 tries to overturn a 3-1 deficit, come all the way back. Heat culture so strong that Bernie the mascot is back. He has apparently shaken off those vicious haymakers from Connor McGregor. You were there. You saw it. Can the Heat – you were in the locker room. You wrote a whole piece about the Heat. Can they actually do this and come back from 3-1 down? Because I'm going to say no. Let me give – before I answer that, let me give a shout-out to UD, Udonis Haslam, the vet, the leader of that team. He lightweight called me out, Stein. I, go, I went into the locker room after the game, after that game four loss, and I went to him. First thing he said, oh, you show up to Miami, huh? Well, good to see you. <laughs> <laughs> I said, yes, good to see you. Why is he mad at you? Because that was the first time you'd seen him? That's the first. Yeah, I I wasn't there for the first two games in Denver. So my response was, hey, good to see you. If y'all make it get back to a game six, you'll see me again then. So uh, UD keeping track of who's attending these uh, NBA finals here. Love the petty. But (laughs) with that being said, you said no, I'm going to – I'm going to echo that sentiment. I was going to say a little bit more stronger words, but I'll I'll leave that alone. I I haven't seen anything within the Miami Heat that leads me to believe that they have three more wins in them in this series. They they just don't have the firepower, and you cannot discredit or disrespect the road they had to get here. It's definitely been a Cinderella story. It's been very similar to the New York Knicks 1999 season. Latrell Sprewell knows Knicks. I was a that was before I was covering league, but Latrell Sprewell is my favorite player back then. So uh, I always, you know, it's, it's it's very it's very similar to that run. But they don't have enough. They just don't have enough. You know, at some point when you're at this stage, NBA Finals, you need a guy or a few guys that can just get their own basket, get their own bucket, just go at will. And Jimmy has, he hasn't done it as much as he's had in the previous two rounds and they just don't have anybody else. And so I I don't, I don't see it at all. I honestly think Denver will close it out Monday. Yeah. Look, and it brings me no joy to say it because I have been a heat backer and believer this whole playoffs i'm a huge jimmy butler fan i have been shouting from the proverbial sports writer mountaintops since the bubble the man is a top 10 player in this league because he continually performs at a higher level in the postseason than the regular season there's a reluctance 
for people to want to give him that status. But I mean, this regular season, especially in the second half, he was sensational. So good that for the second time in his career, he ended up earning all NBA honors after being snubbed by the Eastern Conference coaches from the All-Star game. Again, this isn't just a media thing. You know, the East coaches didn't put him on the All-Star team when he should have been on there. I mean, he has been fantastic. I think we forget how bad that ankle turn was in the first game of the second round. Nobody's going to talk about that. I mean, Jimmy certainly, well, I shouldn't say nobody, but Jimmy certainly is not going to use that as an excuse. But, I mean, you said it. I mean, no matter how much they get from Butler and Bam Adebayo, the supporting cast, the state of Miami supporting cast, it can't come close to matching what Denver is getting from all these other guys. Jokic is playing at an otherworldly level. I mean, Jamal Murray, this is crazy. Jamal Murray had two double-digit assist games after the All-Star break, only two. He did not have one after March 16th. In the first three series, the first three rounds, 15 games against Minnesota, the Suns, and the Lakers, he didn't have a single double-digit assist game He's four for four in the finals. We've never seen a player in his first four finals games put up double-digit assist numbers. And suddenly, like Aaron Gordon said, suddenly Jamal Murray is the point god. Jokic heading towards a finals MVP. And then all these other guys are playing so well. I mean, Aaron Gordon, Christian Brown, Bruce Brown the other night had an out-of-body fourth quarter that it doesn't even matter that Michael Porter Jr. is struggling to the to the degree that he struggled. So, uh, but it's funny you mentioned you. I mean, you you know, UD. I just I remember him. I remember the young UD in the 06 Finals and how well he defended Dirk Nowitzki, and he's still going. What is it? 16, 17 years later, and obviously this is the end for him. But he's so valuable, and every team wishes it had a Udonis Haslam or an Andre Iguodala. Those are so, it's so hard to find those guys. Those vets are so valuable. And, you know, uh, Dame's, Dame Lillard said this in one of his 25 recent interviews. I can't remember specifically which one. Obviously, all the focus is always on whatever team people think he's going to next. But he, he it was really interesting what he said that he said the commissioner should put a rule in that every team has two vets to mentor young guys. And the problem is there aren't, I mean, let's think there's, these vets are hard to find. Teams want vets like Udonis Haslam and can't find them. So um, I don't know how much longer Iguodala is going to play. This is it for UD who, you know, will leave as, you know, he, he played 30 seconds in these finals. So no matter what happens in game five, he will go down as the oldest player in finals history, breaking the previous record that was held by my fellow sub-stacker, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. But uh, I, love that, I love that UD is keeping track of you. He doesn't know about your Miami-only clause. Only you could get a finals contract where you only have to cover the Miami games. That's that's a flex. <laughs> yeah, what, what a trip. I enjoyed my time in Miami, but I don't see, again, I don't see anything that gives me the confidence that's saying that I'm going to be traveling back to Miami for a game later this week. Don't see it. I just don't. It's, it's you know, as great as this run has been, 
for the Miami Heat. They're asking too much of role players. I think that's what it is it is taking, you know, out of body experiences of you know out of body performances from from role players, and they've stepped up. Gabe Vincent had had his moments. Max Struess had his moments. Duncan Robinson, but to continually to try to ask that they step up and have big games is just too much. And then you know even Bam has struggled offensively. You know Bam hasn't given them enough offensively on an efficient level. They need more. They need more. This is going to be and again, Stein. This is like say if the Miami Heat did say the Miami Heat did if they were able to be competitive in this series and win it. Going this next season, nobody would peg them as the favorite to repeat. Nobody. They wouldn't even be top five. Um, so it, it's just it's just been it's been a good run, building a really good run where Jimmy Butler got hot, was dominant, but Stein looked like it looked like it's over. With apologies to your beloved Latrell Sprewell and the ninety nine Knicks. This has been a this this run has been I mean to take out Milwaukee and Boston fifty eight and fifty seven win teams the way they have absolutely incredible. I said it was going to be a six game series because I have so much respect for the Heat. I couldn't imagine them winning less than two games. But let's see, maybe producer Ryan can package all this doubting that we've recorded here. Maybe he can package it and we could send it to UD as a clip. He can play it in the locker room and maybe it motivates. Uh, Maybe it motivates these guys to shove it in our face yet again and bring this thing back to Miami and get you on yet another cross-country flight. Rack up some I wouldn't mind. I, I wouldn't mind. We know you lo- you've you made it clear. You love your South Beach. That is, your, <laughs> that is number one. That is number one in the Chris Haynes NBA travel rankings. Hey guys, this is Matt Jones, Drew Franklin from the Fade This Podcast. We got a great episode coming up. Picks in all the sports, football, basketball, we do them all. But here's a preview of this week's episode. Nothing to do with anyone personally, but Creighton is the team every year that the nerds, you know, the basketball nerds, they're like, you know, who's ready to get to Creighton? You don't watch Creighton. They play, and I'm like, I don't want to watch Creighton because I agree with Shannon the dude today. Creighton's never going to win anything. Stop talking to me about Creighton. They're not never the, not gonna, the not the Big East tournament. They're, well, I mean, they could maybe they win the Big East tournament, but it'll only be luck. But like, they're always like, you know, a sleeper team. That cool. Like that guy who I told you had eight title teams. One of his title teams was Creighton. Is not winning the national championship. It's yeah, I don't not, have him doing that. That like that's why do we all have to act like Creighton is a, is a is a good team? Creighton's like the band they all say you should know if you really knew bands. <laughs> And then they're never at any of those. And then they're never, yeah, exactly. And it comes time for the Grammys, and they lose out to, like, you know, Lil Durk. And you're like, see, I knew Lil Durk was better. Why are you, t- why are you telling me? see the whole time. <laughs> and this episode was brought to you in partnership with DraftKings. To hear more, listen and subscribe to Fade This on iHeartRadio or wherever you listen to podcasts. An epic matchup between your two favorite teams, and you're at the game getting the most from what it means to be here with American Express. You breeze through the card member entrance, stop by the lounge. Now it's almost tip-off, and everyone's already on their feet. This is going to be good. That's the powerful backing of American Express. See how to elevate your live sports experience at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Eligible American Express card required. Benefits vary by card and by venue. Terms apply. 
witness the dawning of a new era in automotive luxury with a reveal unlike any other as Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Join us March 20th live from the Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City Featuring an unforgettable performance by Grammy and Academy Award-winning singer, songwriter, and composer, John Batiste. The all-new Infiniti QX80 is unlike any luxury SUV you've ever seen. Smart enough to anticipate your needs, even before you do. Every line, curve, and detail was thoughtfully crafted, so everything for every passenger feels just right. Don't miss it. Mark your calendars and be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. All right, let's start to move away from the finals because if we are correct, if this thing ends Monday night, boom, we zoom right into the time of year that we are the busiest the draft is June 22nd. It's interesting. The new CBA, there's a rule in the new CBA that allows teams to start discussions with their own free agents the day after the finals ends. However, the new CBA does not take effect until June 30th slash July 1st. So that particular rule does not come into effect until next season and after next season's finals. So technically speaking, the Dallas Mavericks, for example, cannot talk to Kyrie Irving yet. The Philadelphia 76ers cannot speak to James Harden yet. The Toronto Raptors cannot talk to Fred Van Vliet yet or Gary Trent Jr. yet. But again, that's by the rules. I think we all know that free agency not talking about any specific teams or any specific free agents, but we know that conversations do tend to happen just a shade before June 30th. So look, we're already at work. We're already chasing stuff down. Uh, It's going to be busy. The draft, we're going to bring in some draft experts as this month rolls on because Chris and I obviously chase all the trades, but we are not the draft experts. We don't watch these guys day in and day out. So we're going to have to bring in a draft expert or two to help us break down some of the top prospects. But look, the intrigue at the top, it is trade related. Uh, Obviously San Antonio is going to take Victor Wembanyama. We think Charlotte is going to draft Brandon Miller, most likely over Scoot Henderson, or at least that is the strong buzz going around the league at this point. But number three, Portland, number four, Houston, number five, Detroit. There are people in various corners of the league who believe that all of those picks are in play to be traded for win-now players. So, I mean, we we do expect a lot of action. Are you ready in general, Mr. Haynes, for the onslaught that is draft slash free agency? Ready. Um, you know what? Ready. I don't know if that's a good question. Am I ever ready? It just comes. It, it, ready or not, it's happening. You know, so I'll I'll get in that mode and get to the point. But no, we're we're already. This is the time where we're already 
making our calls. And Stein, you had an incredible notebook in your Substack recently, man. You had tidbits and nuggets galore. So I'm looking forward to getting into a few of those. But no, this is the time where we're starting to make make calls and see for, on on the free agent front, seeing what what teams are thinking, seeing what teams are thinking about uh, what they're thinking about. Excuse me. See what players teams are thinking about having meetings with during a free agency. Um, that this is you know this is this is around that season. But obviously we have the NBA draft, and I think that. I think it's going to be pretty active on the trade front going into the NBA draft. And um, I think you have to keep an eye out on Portland. You got to keep an eye out on Portland with that number three pick. All signs, and I'm hearing the same thing, all signs indicate Scoot Henderson will probably be um, going number three. Now, will Portland be picking for themselves or will they be picking for someone else? So that, that would be a, a huge subplot to keep your eye on right there. And then, um, you know, we got free agency, we got trades. So, yeah, it's, it's all coming. And, and I can't wait. So I'm, 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 I'm glad you brought up the, the new CBA, uh, the new rule in the new CBA where teams can start talking to their own free agents as soon as the NBA Finals is over. So, yeah, I guess now just legally – they can do that. Right. Guy. But that does not it does, <laughs> see. I, I, I actually thought it was starting this week. So I was like, wow, like, you know, yeah. we're, we're ready to go. But I checked with the league. No, that rule, that specific element of the new CBA does not go into place until next season. So any talks that are happening now are theoretically against the rules. But the reason that was so interesting to me is because what it means is teams that, Teams will next season, not again, not this month, but next season after the 2024 NBA finals, there are going to be instances where free agents come to verbal agreements to stay with their own teams. And they're going to, we're going to have reports and rumbles and tweets before the draft, after the draft, all throughout the month of June now, instead of just waiting until July 30th. So that's going to be pretty different, pretty, it's going to be a drastic change. Again, it doesn't go, it's not going to impact this free agency, but I found, I was trying to imagine what that would be like that, you know, just again, pretend this is all pretend aggregators. We are pretending, but just like, imagine if, you know, Harden and the Sixers came to a deal this week, next year, that would be reportable. So crazy. I'm I'm looking for. I'll, I'll be ready. I'll be ready. It's, it's always fun. You got summer league right in the mix, right in there as well. Uh, there's a there's a lot to keep your eye on. Well, sure. Before we move on to Kyrie and CP3, who we seem to talk about, it feels like Kyrie, CP3, and Dame feels like we talk about the three of them in every episode. But before we get there, the other big news this weekend was. There are no longer any more coaching openings in the NBA. The big story this weekend, the Toronto Raptors, they have a coach. The last of the league's coaching openings is Phil Darko Ryakovich, the Memphis Grizzlies assistant. He is the surprise choice in Toronto. Other finalists were Sergio Scariolo, the Virtus Bologna and Spanish national team coach, who, of course, was a Raptors assistant. For three years, Kenny Atkinson from 
Steve Kerstaff in Golden State. He was a finalist. Charles Lee, a finalist in Detroit, also a finalist for the Toronto job. But the Raptors make this really unexpected choice. Rakovic has been a head coach in the G League, but he's not been an NBA head coach. And um, I have to admit, I, I really thought, you know, it's interesting. Masai Ujiri, in his 13 years as a lead decision maker in the league, he inherited two of his three coaches. He inherited George Carl in Denver. He inherited Dwayne Casey in Toronto. And the only hire he had made before this was hiring Nick Nurse to replace Dwayne Casey. But of course, he had five years of data and personal experience with Nick Nurse before making that choice. In this case, look, Ryakovic is very highly rated. And if I'm mispronouncing his name, I apologize. And I'm sure my many friends in the Balkans are going to send me a note and correct me on how to say it better. But he's he's been an assistant. He's been in the NBA for a decade, but he's still largely an unknown quantity. So this is I mean, this is a surprise. To me, the bigger surprise. So I to answer your question, Stein, I don't think this is the biggest surprise when I talk when I talk we were talking about head coaches who've gotten jobs. Who who head coach who have filled these openings, I should say. The biggest surprise to me, Adrian Griffin getting the gig with Milwaukee. This is a team that is a it's a championship team. They're championship ready and they're looking for that next step. And I've been one of Adrian Griffin's biggest supporters over the last decade. He's had a ton of inter- interviews. Even going back to when I was covering the Portland Trailblazers, he interviewed for the job when Terry Stotts, just think about how long ago that was, when Terry Stotts took over. That was about 11 years ago, 11, 12 years ago when Stotts took over. Adrian Griffin was one of the four, the final four, I believe, in, in that um and that coaching open opening. And so although I've been a one of his biggest supporters and saying he should get a shot, I didn't think the Milwaukee Bucks would go to somebody who hasn't been a head coach yet. But I think we're seeing a, a little bit of a trend. We see that with the Lakers. They went and um, took Darvin Ham, never been a head coach before, put him in that role. And so – I think we're seeing a slight, a slight, um, let me see, how can I say this? We're seeing a slight transition out of recycling coaches. Slight, because still, you know, you can make the case Nick Nurse obviously should get another job. He's a championship coach. Frank Vogel, championship coach, should get another job. So it's not the same, you know, recycling of, of just, big name coaches who haven't really done much lately in the league. They're giving opportunities to first year coaches and these first year coaches are getting some pretty good gigs. And the other surprise for Adrian Griffin is that, you know, there was really, I mean, he, he played in Milwaukee, but there was really no connection with him or Giannis or Chris Middleton before this. Like, so obviously people know my connection with, um, Giannis, you know, he's his um 
his partner, his girlfriend is my cousin. And um, so I was able to talk, talk to him a little bit. And he told me he vouched straight up, vouched for Adrian Griffin. You know, he had – he Adrian Griffin had the support of Giannis. If that came as a shock to me when he told me that, I'm like, wow. Again, there was no connection between those two before. And so that was the biggest surprise. I thought they would go um, for a coach – who probably even won a championship, you know, let alone just a, a coach with NBA head coaching experience. So that was the biggest surprise for me. Yeah, I mean, look, when you frame it like that, it's hard to argue. I think there's no question that without Giannis's backing, Adrian Griffin does not get this job. Milwaukee was certainly very interested in Monty Williams, but Monty Williams initially, he didn't want the Bucks job. He didn't want the job he ended up taking. He, I was told he turned down the Pistons at least twice before the Pistons convinced him with that monster contract to take the Detroit job. I've also heard pretty strongly that the Bucks were very interested in Calvin Sampson, who's had so much success at the collegiate level at Houston since leaving the NBA. Um, but Giannis wanted Adrian Griffin and you know what happens again we're recording this on Sunday night earlier today picture pops up on Twitter Adrian Griffin with Giannis in Greece watching the Greek League Finals so coach and star already bonding on an overseas trip and Milwaukee it's such an interesting situation because they're you know the staff that Adrian Griffin has put together Terry Stotts and Joe Prunty are on that staff. Two guys who have been the Bucks head coach are assistants on Adrian Griffin's staff. So a lot of interesting layers to that Milwaukee situation. And, you know, you said it. There were six openings. We've seen four experienced coaches get these jobs. Ime Udoka gets the Houston job. Ime, of course, took Boston to the finals in his only previous season as a head coach. Monty Williams took the Suns to the finals and followed that up with a 64 win, league leading 64 wins. The next season loses his job. Detroit puts that monster offer on the table to ultimately convince Monty Williams after a couple no's to say yes. Frank Vogel, as you said, championship coach now in Phoenix. Nick Nurse, championship coach now in Philly. But two of the six openings Go to NBA head coaching rookies, Adrian Griffin in Milwaukee and Darko Ryakovich in Toronto. And, you know, the big question, of course, which I don't think we can fully answer at this point is, you know, people around the league are certainly trying to figure out now what does hiring a first-time head coach who's known as a developmental specialist, what does that mean for Toronto's roster plans? You know, the latest rumbles I've heard, Fred Van Vliet, Gary Trent Jr., more likely than not to be back in Toronto. But what that means for the rest of the roster, how much trading will the Raptors be doing? Are they going to extend Pascal Siakam? Is everybody in play apart from Scotty Barnes? These are the questions people around the league are asking. We're asking them to trying to get answers. And as soon as we do... We will share them with you. 
BetMGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at BetMGM. Simply download the BetMGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same-game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get 150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager. Only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. When you're an American Express Platinum Card member, don't be surprised if you say things like, Chef, what course are we on? I've, I've lost count. Or, shoot that, shoot that! And even, Checkout's not until 4, so... Because the American Express Platinum Card offers access to exclusive reservations at renowned restaurants, elevated experiences at live events, and 4 p.m. late checkout at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel. That's the powerful backing of American Express. See how to elevate your experiences at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Terms apply. Witness the dawning of a new era in automotive luxury with a reveal unlike any other. As Infinity presents... A new chapter in luxury. The premiere of the all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80. Join us March 20th live from the Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City. Featuring an unforgettable performance by Grammy and Academy Award winning singer, songwriter, and composer, John Batiste. The all-new Infiniti QX80 is unlike any luxury SUV you've ever seen. Smart enough to anticipate your needs, even before you do. Every line, curve, and detail was thoughtfully crafted so everything for every passenger feels just right. Don't miss it. Mark your calendars and be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. All right, one more item we should touch on before we put a bow on this edition of this league uncut and as always friends please remember to rate review and subscribe to the podcast wherever you get your pods in my aforementioned this week in basketball sunday around the league notes column i reported that look there's a lot of names that the rockets are being linked with beyond just james harden and that's not really a surprise because the Rockets are going to have $59 million, an estimated $59.1 million in salary cap space. Hat tip to our mutual friend Keith Smith for that estimate I asked him for, and that's the number he came back with. $59.1 is the current estimate in salary cap space. So, look, Harden wrestling with the idea of going to Houston or staying in Philly. Lots of other free agents have been mentioned as potential Rockets targets. Free agents like Toronto's Fred Van Vliet, like Brooklyn's restricted free agent Cam Johnson, like unrestricted free agents Chris Middleton and Brooke Lopez in Milwaukee, even Dylan Brooks in Memphis. There have been reports linking the Rockets with all those guys. But today in my Sunday column, I reported I've been told that the Rockets 
will weigh a run at Kyrie Irving in the event they are not able to convince James Harden to leave Philadelphia. Now, again, those are both contingency scenarios. If they don't get Harden and the Rockets have to weigh if they really want to go down that road, but I'm told it is something they will consider. But since they're still in the consideration phase, I I really haven't changed my view of this. I've said this. I've lost track of how many times I've made this statement since the regular season ended. The only, to this point, the only verified, confirmed team bidding for Kyrie Irving in free agency, it's still Dallas. You know, Houston will weigh it. And that's the first other team that I've been able to report since the season ended. And, you know, we've been talking for months about maybe the Lakers, maybe the Suns. But again, there is no evidence that the Lakers are going to make a push for Kyrie this summer. It's a little bit more unclear in Phoenix since they're moving off Chris Paul. Does that mean do we have to at least raise the possibility that there could be a trade push for Kyrie Irving. Again, I am not reporting that. I have no evidence to confirm that, but it is something people are obviously wondering about. But at this point, I think we still have to go with what we've been saying. The expectation is that the Mavs are going to resign him. They want to resign him. And Kyrie, by all accounts, to this point, as we record on June 11th, 2023, all the signals say that Kyrie wants to stay with the Mavs who acquired him in February. I turn it over to you. Now, that was interesting when I read that. That was interesting because um, depends on who you talk to. You know, some people say um, James Harden is conflicted on whether to return to Houston or stay in Philly. Um, other people will say they believe that it's a done deal that it's Houston that James Harden is going to. I did not, I did not um, hear about a potential, uh, the potential of Kyrie Irving, you know, going to Houston if they indeed struck out on James Harden. That that would be interesting, um, but you you definitely have to. You look at the free agents that's out there, the Houston Rockets have let it be known. They want to change the course of where they were headed with this youth movement. The youth movement, it involved a lot of losing. That owner is not happy, you know, being in that transitional phase. So he's trying to get out and get to some wins, and they believe getting a star next season, that that is priority number one, getting a, a star next season trying to change the tide and get back to their winning ways. And, um, you know, I still, like like you said, I still I, I still would find it hard to believe that Kyrie would not be back with the Dallas Mavericks. You know, the fact that he's he's out there trying to recruit LeBron James, even though I, I believe that is a, I believe that's a, I, I, don't, I don't see that happening. But I think he's, I think he's going back to Dallas and, it would take it would take a real hangup in negotiations to veer him off of that course, because I think there's going to be something at play. I think I do think some teams are going to surface as far as their interest in Kyrie. 
by next week, by next week, I think teams are going to surface is, is expressing interest in Kyrie trying to line up, um, trying to line up meetings, free agency meetings uh, with him. So, um, yeah, that's what we've been waiting for. Because yeah. again, you know, the the obviously I live in Dallas, so the questions about Kyrie, I get them probably as often as you get questions about Dame, and you know, I. I just I keep saying it because it's all I can say. That's the only the only confirmed team in my notebook is Dallas. So it would really make things interesting and give us a lot more to analyze if it emerges that some other teams have interest in Kyrie. Um, because look, as we've talked about before, the Mavs are trying to thread a needle here. They're trying to re-sign him to the most team-friendly deal they can that Kyrie feels good about. Kyrie obviously wants as close to the five-year, 272 million max as he can get. The Mavs are, the Mavs are not going to offer him five years and 272 million, but what, you know, is it going to be three years? Is it going to be four years? How close to the max will it be? It, will it be the max? You know, these are all the variables that we don't know yet, and Kyrie's going to need a market. He's going to need external interest to create some leverage because to this point basically two months since the season ended it really doesn't appear that he has much because this thing that i reported earlier today that houston will weigh a pursuit of kyrie irving if they don't get james harden that's the closest thing yet to external interest but let's see if mr haynes crystal ball is correct and let's see if some interest actually does materialize from beyond Dallas borders in the next week or so. I think it will, Stein. I think it will. All right. Well, that's a pretty nice tease for future episodes of this league uncut. The next time Chris and I join you, we'll know if the Denver Nuggets have finished off the Miami Heat to win the first championship in their franchise history or if the indomitable Heat – if heat culture can keep this thing going and get Chris Haynes back to South beach. Cause he wants to go out one more time and not get rained on. See if he can actually have a full afternoon in the sun without having to dodge some kind of South beach storm. It's rough, man. It's rough. You know, these are rough, uh, rough times. Joker is going to be the Joker regardless. And I expect them to. That's why I expect, Stein, the next pod that we do, I would expect we're talking about Joker being a finals MVP, Denver Nuggets winning their first championship, and, uh, and you know, just going on this tremendous run and salute them. Salute them. I, you know, I don't want they, – they've done everything that they had to do to get to this point. They took care of the regular season. They handled it. They respected the regular season. And they got to this point. So I I anticipate we'll be opening up our next pod, Stein, giving praise to the Joker and the Denver Nuggets. All right, my friend. That's going to do it for this edition of This League Uncut. Again, friends, please rate, review, subscribe to the pod wherever you get your podcasts. And Chris and I will be back very, very soon. Buckle up. We are moving into that time of year. 
the transaction game is going to take complete control. It will occupy our full focus very soon. The draft, free agency, and a trade frenzy that Chris Haynes promised earlier in this podcast. Trade frenzy, capital F. Chris Haynes says it's on the way. You know what? I agree with him. I do think we are going to see a lot of trade action. Might not be blockbuster superstar trades, but there are going to be there's going to be trade action as teams try to balance their books and move pieces around before the new CBA takes hold at the end of the month. All right. This really does it. We're moving on. New episode of this league, Uncut, will be coming at you very, very soon. Enjoy game five, everyone. And that'll do it for us. See you next time. This League Uncut is an iHeartRadio production. Boom shakalaka. Chris Haynes and Mark Stein. Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury. The premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Live March 20th from the Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City. Featuring a performance by John Batiste. The all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Today's episode is brought to you by the American Society of Magical Negroes, a fresh satirical comedy about a secret society of magical black people starring Justice Smith, David Allen Greer, Ann Lee Bogan, and Nicole Byer. As an official selection of Sundance 2024, the American Society of Magical Negroes has been heralded by critics as an uproariously sharp-edged satire and a must-see. Only in theaters this Friday. Visit the American Society of Magical Negroes Film.com to get tickets now. An epic matchup between your two favorite teams, and you're at the game getting the most from what it means to be here with American Express. You breeze through the card member entrance, stop by the lounge. Now it's almost tip-off, and everyone's already on their feet. This is gonna be good. That's the powerful backing of American Express. See how to elevate your live sports experience at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Eligible American Express card required. Benefits vary by card and by venue. Terms apply.